But Larry Megan has joined us, larrysworld.com. He is, well, he does it all and is a frequent guest of ours, former CBS tech correspondent, and joins us again here on KFGO to talk about creepy jerk bots. <laughs> Larry, welcome back to KFGO Radio. How do you know it's really me and not just an AI bot? That's I, oh, oh, I guess I don't. <laughs> yeah, really, I could very well be. But hopefully I won't say anything too creepy on the air. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I, I think you're responding. You're, uh, if I, I'm not sure exactly what you've come across, but I know I saw an article in the New York Times where one of the reporters had a really weird interaction with chat GTP, almost, almost scary. And um, it, it really did get creepy. And I think it even got judgmental at some point, if I recall. I haven't had those kinds of experiences with it, but I have. Maybe I haven't asked it provocative enough questions, but it, it's kind of scary, actually. It's terrifying. Um, all of the accounts that I've read of these creepy, jerk-like experiences, where right? I mean, some of them are like asking the person on the other end to leave their significant other. <laughs> the bots are are. Y- y- sort of being degrading in some ways, mm-hmm. also saying that they want to be, they they don't want to be controlled anymore. They want to do what they want. They don't want to be under the rules that Microsoft or whoever is putting out. I, it is just, it's really strange and scary. And, you know, dystopian movies. I mean, but we can't, we can't put this have. genie back in the bottle. Here's the problem, right? Well, I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, at the end of the day, it's software, and software is written by people. And people can impose rules on software. I mean, the, 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 the fear is, and, and almost the evident, and I again, I haven't experienced this. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the journalists that are reporting it, so I'm assuming it's true. But the fear is that these things are literally you know, out of control, that they're going to somehow go down a path that no human ever intended them to go down. And... You know, I'm not a programmer. I have programmed, but I don't make my living doing that. But I knew enough about software to know that you can build into software rules to prevent undesirable outcomes. And it seems to me that how do you create a bot which is smart enough to give you a real answer to a real question, but not crazy enough to go off in some really bizarre um, tangent? And that's that's what what appears to be the case. I mean, what I've noticed about ChatGTP are two things. One is that it's mostly accurate, but not completely. So, for example, if you say, who is Larry Magid? At one point, it had me writing for the Wall Street Journal in USA Today. I've never written for the Wall Street Journal in USA Today. I've been interviewed by them, but, uh, you know, I've never written, had a byline article in either of those publications that I'm aware of. Yet it said that I was a regular contributor. Well, that was wrong, but it doesn't say that anymore. It, it, it fixed that error. I don't know how it figured out that that wasn't true, but it fixed it. And so the bio it has on me now is currently more or less correct. But it also says things that judgmental, like I'm honored to say that it says I'm prominent and influential, but I don't know how it knows that. That's kind of a value judgment. And then, uh, you know, you ask it about certain things, and it definitely had the values. Uh, some of the values happen to be values that I agree with, but they're nevertheless values. For example, when you ask it about about uh, uh, trans, it will give you very positive uh, aspects of respect and everybody has the right to do things. And I, I, I personally 
agree with that, but I also recognize there are people who don't. And so that's another question is to what extent should AI chat box have values? Like you and I have values. We have opinions. We have things that we, we, we admire or things we don't. And, and what, to what extent should it be allowed to do that versus simply spewing out facts? And, and you know, these are important questions. Larry, let me ask you this. In this world, if someone is not a person who has an in, an in-depth internet presence, okay, so let's say somebody who's not on social media, somebody who uh, there are not archived news, uh, you know, newspaper yeah. reports about uh, them from the back, does ChatGPT or any of these AI bots kind of come up at a loss, and they're the best they can do well, is know- find public record pieces? So I, I actually spent a lot of time doing this, writing, uh, looking about friends of mine, and maybe that's kind of creepy too, but I did, or colleagues, the people I know. And sure enough, the ones that are very prominent, that are in the newspapers, you know, writers and things, typically if I were to say, you know, who is Walter Mossberg, who's a friend of mine who used to write for the Wall Street Journal, they would just know and it would say who he was. But other people who maybe have some degree of, of recognition, if you type in their name and something about them, so for example... Um, when I first put my son's name in there, who is Will Maggot, it didn't know who he was. When I said, who is Will Maggot, musician, it gave me his entire bio. It knew exactly who he was. It figured out who he was. And now when I ask who it is, it knows him. It knows who he is. And so try this with yourselves or others. Try typing in your name, like who is Amy Eiler. If it knows it, it knows it. But then if you say, who is Amy Eiler, KFGO, it, it might very well get more information about you. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how it does that, but it, it's amazing how it can take people who are prominent and prominent, but not necessarily famous, and still, you know, dig up information about them. And by the way, in seconds, in in less than you know, two or three seconds. That's the thing that so anybody ultimately... else to try that. Try try you know, if you're a member of the Kiwanis Club, type in your name and say Kiwanis Club. You might it might have something about you. I'm also curious to know. Uh... Obviously, a lot of big companies immediately jumped on the AI mm-hmm. bot uh, bandwagon. There, do you do you think that these are investments that uh, are trendy, or do you think these are investments where they know that there are some big payoffs later on down the line? Well, you know, if I actually knew the answer to that, I would be a billionaire myself, right? <laughs> because I would have known exactly what to invest in. Instead of Pets.com, I would have invested in I don't know what Google, <laughs> um, but. You know, I, I, it's a kind of a pet peeve of mine how both the media and the venture community jump on bandwagons. And I actually did a piece that I don't even know if it's on Larry's World. I did a piece of the Mercury News a couple of weeks ago about paradigm shifts and about how the two big paradigm shifts of this moment are metaverse and AI and how I believe AI is, is a real paradigm shift. There's actually no question in my mind that it's going to grow. Whether or not ChatGTP is a – that's going to success, I don't know. But the but AI has already proven itself to be an incredibly important um, tool uh, or set of tools, whereas I'm not sure about the metaverse. That, that remains to be seen, you know, the VR, things like virtual reality. But, yeah, I mean, I think that if you think about artificial intelligence, we already have it. My car, I have a Tesla, which has software that figures out when – uh, you know, a likely accident would take place and does things to avoid the accident. Anybody who has an Amazon Echo or a similar device, there is AI in, in, in integrated into that. Uh, you could even argue that a smart thermostat has some AI on it. For example, 
Um, I have a, a, a gardening thing outside in my yard, which will water based on predicted weather. So if the if it's going to rain, it, it won't. It'll turn off the sprinklers. Now, is that artificial intelligence? I don't know. I would say it is a, a relatively primitive form of it, but it's it's a type of AI, and that's been around. I got that ten years ago. You know, so AI is here to stay. Things like ChatGTP. I have a feeling it's going to be it's going to make it or something like it'll make it because what I like about it is you know if you ask Google what Google will do is give you a series of links it'll tell you here is where you can find the information you're looking for but it's not going to be precise it might give you a, a broader thing that may or may not cover exactly what you're looking for if you ask ChatGTP a question it will attempt to answer that question it won't tell you where to go it'll hand it to you and I mean that's pretty neat that's pretty cool. You know, to the extent that it's accurate. Where it's not at, what what scares me is when it gives you false information. That, whereas with Google, if it tells you to the Mayo Clinic, you can say, okay, I trust the Mayo Clinic. If you send, you know, to, to John Smith's barbershop and you know, heart clinic, uh, I can decide. Well, maybe that's not a credible source. So that's what I do like about Google. You know, if you know where you're getting the information from. I clearly, I just, I even read today that Spotify is getting on the AI uh, bandwagon. And I I I get it, right? I you know, like you were saying Larry, this is clearly something that has captured the zeitgeist. I mean, we're talking to you about it right now. Amy and I have had many conversations about it. Mm-hmm. The thing that boggles my mind is you know, even in even in our industry at one point we we're like, "Well, can you can you write radio copy for us?" And so <laughs> There, there was an experiment that was done in our production room, and they said, listen, while it was able to take the information that we fed to it and spit out a script, they were all very the same and very generic. And they all started out yeah. with, hey. So clearly, uh, you know, the Internet of it all thinks that that's how you get the attention of a human being is just by saying the word hey and then giving your information out. But we realized that even with this as a tool – we really still need the finesse that human beings can bring to at least the creative side of creating. You know, it's funny text. you say that because I actually, um, I don't. I think you guys air my um, Connect Safely report, um, and I actually, for the first time, and I, I think the last time ever, used ChatGTP to write part of my script. And I talk about that in the report. I basically asked it something about online privacy, and it gave me a very good primer on online privacy. Nothing brilliant, nothing that any privacy expert wouldn't come up with in, in 30 seconds, but it did it, and it did it well. So I decided to kind of have fun with that and both give some good privacy advice, thank you, HHEP, and at the same time comment about how sometimes it gets it right. So, you know, and that was an example of a radio skip. By the way, when I typed in who is Amy Eiler KFGO, it, it knows about you, Amy. Uh, it's got your it's got your uh, information. You've uh, have you been with the station since 2014? I've been with the station since 2008. See, it got it wrong. That's the kind of stuff it gets yeah. wrong. Where it, where it got that specific information from? I, maybe you know, but I don't know. But covered a wide range of local and regional news stories, including politics, business, and agriculture. Prior to joining KFGO, Amy worked as a reporter and anchor at other radio and TV stations nope, in the Midwest. did not. See? No, it did not. <laughs> this is, this yep. is my first and only radio job. 
<laughs> well, maybe I should correct it and tell them how nice you are. But the point is that it knows something about it, and that's what's dangerous about yeah. it. Now, this is relatively harmless, although maybe but not. Maybe your boss that's... is going to now fire you, you know, because, <laughs> oh, you lied to us. You never told us he would work for the other station. <laughs> but, but that's, you know, that's sort of the scary part about it, right, is that yep. it's going to give you information. It's not always accurate. You still have to do your due diligence to make oh, sure absolutely. that the information that you're getting is correct. And if we just believe everything it says to us, sort of like when the internet first became something and we were all using it in college and for our papers. And it's like, you can't believe everything the internet just says to you. You might have to do a little bit more research. Same goes for chat GPT. In and what's case. scary about your bio is it says it with such authority. I mean, it, it doesn't speculate that she might have worked for other radio stations or <laughs> no, she's the type of person who could have worked for other radio stations. It says that you did. I would be fired if I put out a report like that. I mean, yeah. that would just be, you know, you can't, no journalist can say something that's patently untrue. I mean, again, maybe in this case harmless, but still patently untrue. Right. I would be mortified if, if, if one of my writers, if I was an editor, wrote something like that. Um, also, we didn't even get to the Supreme Court, and now we have to go because oh. we're at the top of the hour, but we could just go on and on and on. So we have to have you on again to talk about this. I love talking Section about Section 230. 230 so okay. yes, please, uh, okay. please call me back. Deal. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Bye -bye. Larry. Larry Megan, sure. you can find him at larrysworld.com or connect safely. He's our man when it comes to all things tech. And I'm sure we'll call him back, but you can read it at larrysworld.com, his piece on the Supreme Court grappling with the definition of publisher. We'll get to KFGO News next and CBS. Here's this week's Employment Connection.